and we're back. We're rolling. Welcome back, everyone. If you're a, if you're a returning listener, your uh, your presence is much appreciated. If you're a new listener, fuck off. Yeah, you've had a month to get in on the first two episodes, and you haven't. So, what do you say to that? Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> uh, I do want to just say a quick hello to all of our uh, American listeners out there. Nah, fuck those guys. I want to say hello to that one guy in Malaysia. What's up, man? How are you doing? I'm just humbled and touched that you chose us, the Bucket Boys. That, that's that's our main audience from now on, that one fella in Malaysia. Hey, Matt, we have an Instagram. Follow it. Get, hit us up. Come on. Yeah, at the Talking Bucket Heads. <laughs> anyway, I should do the intro. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Uh, and welcome back, or for the first time, to the Talking Buckheads podcast, where we talk about movies, TV shows, music, comics, eventually, video games, eventually, social issues, already, and probably again, and Ali McBeal, she's coming back, she's coming back, whatever the bucket decides upon, really. I'm your host, Callum O'Neill, and here with me, as always, is my co-host, Stephen McManaman. Hello. So, it's been... Like three weeks since we last recorded an episode. Yeah. It's... Stop fiddling with the Martian book. I can hear it. All right. Uh, it's been three weeks since we recorded an episode. From the, here on out, we're going to do it weekly, aren't we? Yeah. Well, we're definitely going to try more. Ah, now, what else are we doing? Honestly, what else? Are oh, we, we had assignments to do. We did. That's why we took such a long break. Yeah. I had a fucking bollock load of stuff to write. But from here on out, weekly. Maybe even bi-weekly. That's never gonna happen. No, 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 no. <clears throat> so, last week we pulled two of my topics again, which were what were they? The uh, nineteen ninety three blockbuster hit that was Demolition Man, mm. and the horror classic that was The Shining. Yeah. Do you want to just dive right into it? Talk about them, or do you want to do a bit of fluff at first? Do you want to talk about uh, stuff you've been let's doing? Fluff it out. Okay. It's fluffy. What have you been watching? What have you been doing? What have I been watching? Uh, last night I watched that movie In Time. Oh, did you like it? With Justin Timberlake? Yeah, I did like it actually. Yeah. yeah it was odd, but it was good. Oh, did you like what that? I noticed about it was that um, what would have saved a lot of people mm-hmm. in that film is if someone had like a mobile phone. Did they always seem to be using pay phones and like landlines. Maybe. No one seems to carry a phone around Maybe in their they pocket. Maybe they don't have them. This is in the future. What happens to phones? Is... It's like a dystopian future though. Yeah. The one bit of that movie I distinctly remember is when they're driving in that little car. Yeah. And they crash and then they flip down the hill. Yeah. And it's clearly like a toy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's my favorite bit. That's good. I really like that film. I like the concept of it. The concept's incredible. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if the execution was fantastic. It could have been a better movie. But you know what? Justin Timberlake can do no bad in my eyes. Yeah. He's probably one of the most perfect men that exists. Okay. And I know a lot of people out there agree with me. Really? Yeah. Who? Everyone. I want names. Everyone. Everyone. I've been watching fucking nothing. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I've been watching. Callum. This is not entertaining. <laughs> this is. Not... I'll continue on then. I've also watched uh, a, a great movie called The Place Beyond the Pines. Oh yeah, you love that film. Really good film. <clears throat> with a uh, big cast of Bradley Cooper. <laughs> He's, he's scared to name the cat. You sound nervous. <laughs> just gonna quickly look it up because I can't remember everyone. But yeah, we got uh, Bradley Cooper, uh, Ryan Gosling. Is that Bradley Mendes. Cooper before Hangover? Is that pre Hangover uh, Bradley? When Cooper? was the Hangover? I feel like the Hangover was when he really blew up. But when what year was the Hangover? This was 2012. I'm gonna say 2011. Well, then this was after that. I'm going to just double check that. Mahershala Ali. Mahershala Ali. Is it Mahershala Ali? Yeah, I think it's Mahershala Ali. 2009. Ava Mendes. Fuck yeah. Dane DeHaan. Ray Liotta. Bruce Greenwood, who I discussed last episode. Yeah, he's got Absolute a tank. fantastic rig. All right, let's, uh, let's kick things in the gear here. Let's talk about Demolition Man. What did you think of Demolition Man? I really Because you've it. only watched it recently. I watched it like last week. I watched it two days ago. Two yeah. days ago, I really liked it. It was it's so weird and bizarre. It is, I really really yeah. liked it. I th- thought going into this, oh, this is 
classic, you know, Stallone action film. I was yeah. like, it's probably going to be boring. Oh, you thought it was going to be like a Rambo or something? Yeah, I genuinely did. I was like, oh, this is going to be fucking just, just going to be boring and basic, <laughs> isn't it? Boy, did it take a big left turn. Yeah, it's wild. It is wild. Uh, fucking Stallone is is weird because like I have a lot of respect for him because of Rocky. Like the Rocky films are fantastic, but everything else he does can just kind of fuck off. I don't care for anything else. I don't care for his big, you know, macho. I like the Rambo movies. I've never seen them. Really? I don't care for them I, at I all. Like I like the first one. I've never seen any of them. And um, the fourth one. I loved Rocky movies though. This movie was a lot like along the lines of a uh, water world where it's just weird yeah it's yeah. just really some bizarre sci-fi concept walk us through the walk us through the story so it's the start of it is set in 1996 yeah the far-flung future yeah and uh la set in la and uh-huh. it's a fucking war zone seems like. to be a running theme of movies from the that era action movies predator yeah. 2 yeah exactly yeah predator 2 was also la and a war zone kind of thing John Rambo's character is called John Spartan. John Rambo's character, Sylvester Sorry. Sloan's character. <laughs> I mean, Sylvester Sloan's character, who's called John Spartan. It's such a fucking good name. <laughs> it really that is, is such an action hero man name. When I heard that, I thought, "Fuck yeah, he's, he's such a John Spartan." Tasked with killing the uh, villain who's called Phoenix. Blonde Wesley Snipes. Yeah. Who is fantastic in this movie? He, he is. is such a good. He's so good. Uh, he's kidnapped 30 people from a bus mm-hmm. and is held, holding them hostage. So they send uh, John Spartan to get the job done. Who's known as the Demolition Man because he, he just fucking wrecks shop. Uh, they, they send, uh, as he said at the start, send someone crazy to catch someone crazy. Uh, send a, a lunatic to catch yeah, a lunatic or something like that. Um, and he does, he does catch uh, Phoenix. Also kills the 30 hostages and oh. just blows up an entire building. <laughs> How did he make it out of that building? <laughs> I don't know. He was... It's wiped out and he's just fine the next scene. So they're like, you know, we're going to send you to prison. We're going to also send Phoenix to prison. Mm-hmm. But they don't really send him to prison. What they send him to is cryo jail. Where they... Which seems way more expensive to run than an actual jail. I know. So he's put into cryo freeze. Uh-huh. Um, and then one of the he's the mayor of they don't even call it LA anymore it's like SA San Angeles San Angeles yeah the mayor of that breaks out Phoenix and gives him a particular skill set yeah and he's tasked with taking down the new villains in the year 2032 and the villains are graffiti artists they're homeless people who are hungry (laughs) and graffiti artists and they're the people that live underground yeah all they want to do is eat and live yeah that's it so He's out, and then the police don't know what to do because they don't handle crime. Yeah. Um, the biggest crimes are crimes graffiti. Been wiped out. It's, it's been, been gone. It's eradicated. So you've got Wesley Snipes' character who's clinically insane. He's yeah. a psychopath, and he's just waging war on SA San Angeles. So they, they're like, how do we get? How do we? How do we catch him? Let's break out the demolition man. I gotta bring him in. Thaw him out, you know, for the job. So then the movie's just about the demolition man trying to blend back into society. He's a man out of time. Really is. Really out of his depth because society has fucking changed massively. What year is this in? Like 2032. 2032. So he's been out out for like 40 years. Yeah. Um, Sandra Bullock is in this as well. Her character is like a... She's obsessed with the 20th century. She's a police officer and she's obsessed with that era. So she's like the expert. Like the resident expert. She loves the action. Uh, on a side note, I don't it. fucking care for Sandra Bullock or anything that she's ever done. I do not like her. Really? She pisses me off. Just like her, on speed. Her face and the way she talks and just your general everything. If Sandra Bullock was in this room right now, oh, just get the fuck out. I hate her. I genuinely despise her. Just deep hatred. Just because of the way she looks? I hate her. Just everything about her. I once watched the movie The Heat with Melissa McCarthy. I actually found that movie seven quite times funny. In a week. Wait, why? why? I don't know. It was always on in my house, and I was always watching it. And I just, just, just deep hatred for her just started festering, and I've, it's been there ever since. She watched The Heat every day for a week. Practically, maybe twice a day, and maybe I had a day off or something. I don't fucking know. I hate that movie. I watched it recently again in Galway when I was trapped down there. Uh, I hate that film. 
you can name any Sandra Bullock movie right now, and I guarantee you, I'd hate it. There's Speed. Not, I've never seen Speed. Oh. <laughs> never seen. I hate Sandra Bullock. And saying that though, she was alright in this movie. She's a bit fucking annoying, but that's just Sandra Bullock, isn't it? Hope hope she hears this. You know that. If you're hearing this, Sandra Bullock, come. What if she's one of the people in LA listening. If you hear this, get in touch. We'll duke it out. I hate you. I could definitely. Hey, let's move on. All right. So I just want to just one of the things that happens at the start, which I found really funny, is that when uh, John Spartan's tasked with getting uh, Phoenix's character, mm-hmm. jumps out of a helicopter. Yeah. Screaming the word Phoenix <laughs> as he jumps out. <laughs> yeah, that was really funny. I think the whole future world they set up is so bizarre. It's so strange. Uh, there was a there's a a franchise war, which is just an offhand comment. Oh yeah. And the only one that's that one was Taco Bell. So every restaurant's Taco Bell. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Wait. Bizarre. Wait. Yeah, so Taco Bell won the franchise wars. What kind of war do you think that was? Are we talking like political? Are we talking like man on the ground and gun in hand? Are we talking stocks? I like to imagine boots on the ground. Boots on the ground kind yeah. of thing. It's really weird to think about. Guys and guns, you know? Imagine going out to war wearing a fucking Domino's uniform, you know? It's just weird. What else is weird in this future? Um, they, they don't like uh, swearing. If you swear, you get fined one credit. Which is like a running thing throughout the movie because Phoenix and Spartan keep swearing that he's getting fined. Yeah, a lot of things are illegal, such as swearing, yeah, yeah. alcohol, cigarettes, uh-huh. caffeine, yeah, chocolate. Anything bad for you? Petrol. Petrol? Yeah, okay. all the cars are electric. Meat. Uneducational toys, contact sports, mm-hmm. salt, <laughs> anything spicy, yeah. abortion, and pregnancy, unless you have a pregnancy license. Yeah. And physical touch. Basically, yeah. Basically, if, if anything's bad for you, it's not allowed. Yeah. <laughs> How the fuck does that <laughs> brought into society and people, like, accept it? Like, that must have taken years, decades. Yeah. Even then, you wouldn't. I don't know. It's... <laughs> I, feel like I'm, I feel like I'm real flat this episode. Like, I've got not got much to say. It's a really weird movie. I really, really liked it. It was typical, like... Uh, not early 90s action movie kind of stuff. I'm going to just cycle through my notes here and see <laughs> what comes up. Well, I, we have got where they, they said the title of the movie. Yeah. After the big explosion at the start with the levels an entire building. Yeah. Uh, the police chief is like, damn it, John, I'm tired of this demolition man shit. I like that line. Was Jesse, Jesse Ventura in this movie? Because he's in the credits. Yeah, I didn't see him. I didn't see him either. I was looking after him. Oh, so was I. Patron Saint of the podcast, Jesse uh. Ventura. <laughs> they said they were going to freeze John Spartan for 70 years yeah that and was alter his, his behaviour what the fuck does that mean well they in they um, they made him a seamstress exactly <laughs> he's yeah so he's really good at knitting he's so upset about that <laughs> at one point she's like oh your clothes are a mess he's like don't worry just give me a thread needle I'll sort it out and he's like why the fuck did I just say that what the fuck um, I've got in my notes here what they did to Phoenix was because obviously in prison you learn like a new skill you you come out reformed um, yeah. but obviously you can't do that because you're frozen yeah so they like they put these what do you call it like uh, programs and behaviours and programs and I did have um, the all the ones they put into Phoenix yeah which are what is there many um, it's a lot there is a few where did I put them Fucking joy joy feelings. That was a bit in the movie as well. Oh, I hope you have some good joy joy feelings. Also, on top of that, they call murders murder death kills. MDKs. It just seems counterintuitive. One word, <laughs> any of those three words can cover what's happening. You don't need to say all three. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I have it here actually. Uh, Phoenix's skills he learned while frozen. While John learned how to knit and cry or sleep, Phoenix learned urban combat, uh-huh. torture, computer override, auth authentication yeah survival tactics terrorism tactics weapons training martial arts mdr explosives training and violent behavior it's the whole package yeah all of it the deluxe like box set holy fuck he learned to knit yeah he finds out that his wife is dead and he gets over it pretty quickly (laughs) very quickly yeah i thought the way she uh described her 
her dying was I wrote it down here. Her <laughs> yeah. light was extinguished in the big one of 2010. I was like, I what, have that right what here the well, fuck yeah. does that mean? Why would you say that to a man who's just been frozen, who's just come out of being frozen from the 90s and expect him to understand that? He hasn't been around for 40 years. Oh, she, her light was extinguished in the big, big one, one of 2010. What yeah. the fuck's the big one? Hey, it was an earthquake. Hey, we find out it's an earthquake, but still. Did you like the uh, the way they greet each other by saying salutations? No. What is that shit? The, the language in this movie is so strange. Yeah. John Spartan looks fucking good in that uniform. I like the uniform. I like the police I officer. Didn't. You didn't? No. Well, I have it's a bit later on in my trivia that a number of fans of this movie paid upwards of $1,000 to get a uniform from Replicas. the movie. Replicas. Wow. Imagine. Fucking hell. The big thing in this movie is... Now, this a lot of people who probably know about this. The three seashells when he goes <laughs> to take a shit. There's no toilet paper. There's three seashells laid out beside the toilet. And it's never explained how they're used in the movie. No. How do? You, what do you think the deal with the three I seashells is? Clue. Do they scoop the shit out? Because I, I have a theory about it. Really? Mm-hmm. It's see the we think we're, we're tackling it from our our perspective. How would we use three seashells if we were taking a shit? How would we sort things out down there with three seashells? But they're on a different diet entirely. Uh, they're yeah. just eating like plant based shit. So God knows what they're pumping out, what consistency, what kind of texture it is. Maybe three seashells does the job. You know what I mean? Really getting into shit talk here, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe th- I think I read somewhere that uh, two of them are used as a a pincer to kind of pull it out, which is weird. And then the third one's used to kind of to scrape, to just kind of scoop and scrape. But then again, they ne- they don't mention what happens after you use the seashells. Do you throw them out? Do you clean them? They can't be because sanitary. Because later on in the movie, he's in his own little apartment. Yeah. And he checks out his own bathroom, and there's three seashells, but there seems to only be one set. So if, is it a one and done type thing? Or do you need to then scrub your own fecal matter off the seashell after you've used it? It just seems very, very counterintuitive, as I said earlier. This whole this whole society, I don't understand how they haven't crumbled earlier, to be honest with you, based on the three seashells. I want to point out when the, he first gets to the police station in 2032, mm-hmm. meets an old pal there. Yeah. Who's old now. Uh, who was he earlier? Was he, he was pilots? the pilot, yeah, oh, okay. in the helicopter. And, you know, he goes up to him, gives him a handshake. And uh, Lenina Huxley, which is Sandra Bullock's character, mm. is like, because uh, he's like, oh, how, how are you, fucking madman, all this shit? <laughs> Insecure heterosexual males bond by using profanity in a friendly manner towards each other. Uh, that we do. That we do, huh? That's us to a T, you son of a bitch. They listen to old commercials on the radio. <laughs> yeah, the music. They listen to old ch- like ring like rings and chimes from commercials. Yeah, they call them oldies. Yeah, there's a bit where they're in a fancy restaurant and the guy's in a grand piano and he's singing the Jolly Green Giant song. <laughs> Just so odd. The phrase they use is "What's your boggle?" <laughs> Which is basically "What's your problem?" Uh, did you like when they were in the museum? Obviously, where Wesley Snipes goes to get a gun because guns I, are outlawed. I genuinely didn't care for that. I was bored watching that action scene. Did you like him showing off his karate? Yeah, kung fu. He's moves. kicking the, it's kicking the glass. Yeah, <laughs> he's in that fancy restaurant, and then like the underground people attack, mm-hmm. and he he fights them back, and then after that he goes back to Sandra Bullock's place with her, and Sandra Bullock's like, "Hey, uh, violence and sex have been often linked together, and after watching that display of violence, I think I want to have sex with you." And he's like, "Oh yeah, let's fucking let's do this." He just found out his wife was dead like yesterday, but whatever. Yeah. He's like, "Let's let's do this right now." And then she goes to the next room and grabs like a little headset and they, they put the headset on and they sit opposite each other and it's like a, a stimulated thing like in the in the brain. Yeah. That was fucking nightmare inducing. It was weird. It was, I didn't expect it. It was attack on all the senses. There were things flashing. The music was screaming. I think at one point we saw our tits. Every, it was a mess. Yeah. I thought I was going to have a seizure. Holy fuck. It was really, it was, really... It was like his scene out of a nightclub, really. It was horrible. It was strobe lights, colored lights, darkness. It was a horror movie all the time. Was, yeah, it, was, it was intense. It was so scary. We also have uh, John's names for sex. Oh, I got that here. The wild mambo. The, the hunk- wild mambo, the hunk chunker, <laughs> and uh, boning. Can <laughs> 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 you imagine the same story, girl? You want to have to do it? <laughs> 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 that's 
a fucking dog food brand. <laughs> and she's re- she's completely disgusted at the thought of having actual sex. sex with yeah. her. She is just repelled. Did you like the way Lenina kept getting the uh, phrases wrong, like that we use oh, yeah. nowadays? So uh, she said you're gonna lick his ass at one point, which was uh, you should you really lick his ass. We are, are we? <laughs> uh, you uh, really matched his meat, which meant uh, you met his match. We haven't really talked about There's it. There's a new shepherd in town. <laughs> and uh, let's go blow this guy. We haven't really talked about the movie as a whole. We're just kind of being like, hey, do you remember that one part? Oh, yeah, I suppose. <laughs> um, it's really hard to describe, though. I mean, it's bizarre in every sense of the word. Yeah. Like. I recommend it, though. It's oh, yeah, good. definitely. It's really good. Yeah. All right, back to remember that one bit. Um, do you, <laughs> is Oldsmobile a, a real thing? Is that a real brand, no, Oldsmobile? It was a Camaro okay. that was used. So there's this bit where they go underground and Sylvester Stallone's character smells burger. He's like, oh, this something smells good down here. And he buys a bottle of beer and a burger. Yeah. And he's there munching away in the burger. <laughs> and he's no, then Sandra Bullock's like, ask, ask him what meat they're using. Do you see any cows down here? Do you see any cows down here? And then he's like... It's a rat burger. It's a rat burger. And then he stops eating it, looks at it, and he goes, oh, whatever. And then he just keeps yeah. chomping away. He just keeps chugging away at it, which yeah. I've got a lot of respect for. I hate that old that trope in a movie or TV show where someone's eating something. They're like, this is this is delicious. Oh, my gosh. It's so yummy. And then they're like, oh, thanks. I made it with whatever the fuck. And yeah. they're like, oh, gross. And then they spit it out. You're already eating it, man. And yeah. you're enjoying it. Just keep going. Like, yeah. What are you doing? Who are you trying to impress? Yeah, which is what you said earlier about the, the cars. There is vintage car lots, and they're called Oldsmobiles. Okay. Which is odd. I thought that was the, I didn't know that was a real thing or not. It's a good movie. It's just fun. When, uh, I enjoy it. It's on Netflix Spartan as well. Spartan hits Phoenix with a TV. He just has the classic line, you know, quip, you're on TV. <laughs> There's no such thing as a matter of time. I know. It's a matter of TikToks. Wow. It's timeless even to this day. Who would have thought? Uh, John takes down some hooligans trying to steal some food. I think it was outside Taco Bell. Yeah. Unless Lenina says, uh, you're even better than, you're better. You're even better live than on laserdisc. I, 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 I know you like that bit. You love a laserdisc. I you? want a laserdisc player. Some, I don't know why. I just do. So, it's the whole plot is the the mayor, the guy in charge. Yeah. Is he's the ev- he's the bad guy. He 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 got Phoenix out of prison. He tasks him with killing the the leader of the underground people because they're making his image look bad. Uh, and then Spartan finds out about it and decides, nah, fuck this, I'm taking them all down. And, you know, he, he does. He wins. Action hero wins. Whatever. Yeah. Woohoo. Did you get much of the uh, product placement pop culture references? It's every fucking second. There was just one hit across the face with it. Like, you it? walk into her office and see a giant Lethal Weapon 3 poster. And a Red Hot Chili Peppers poster. First of all, all right, it's a police station. You wouldn't have your office looking like a fucking toy store. No, no, definitely not. I don't care what kind of future you're from. That's a professional setting. This leads back to my the thing about Ali McBeal. You gotta re- respect a professional setting when it's a real job, like a police officer or a lawyer. It looks like a goddamn toy store. <laughs> it really annoyed me. When he comes out of cryo-freeze and asks for a Marlboro cigarette. Yeah. They mention Rambo in the museum. Do they? Yeah. I like the bit about um, saying that Schwarzenegger was the president. <laughs> yeah. And they mentioned uh, Luke Skywalker as well. Uh, overall, it was fun. It was good. Yeah, yeah it was a good. I liked uh, it better than Waterworld. In our last oh, episode. yeah, 100%. This movie was genuinely really fun. Yeah. They also mentioned uh, when there's a part where Phoenix goes back to release all the crazy prisoners. <laughs> Jeffrey and, Dahmer. Yeah, they mentioned Jeffrey Dahmer because <laughs> he wants to release all the prisoners out of cryo-freeze and then take over America. Yeah. It's his big plan and then Phoenix has a laser gun and it breaks and it becomes fucking Thor then. Yeah. Lightning everywhere. <laughs> He's controlling it. Yeah. So then by the end of it, Spartan kills Phoenix by using some sort of freezing rod. It kicks his head off. And then kicks his frozen head off. And then he and blows. shatters on the ground. He blows the building up. Yeah, that's what I said. It ends as it began with uh, an explosion. But there was a kiss this time. A very aggressive kiss. Yeah. He fucking nearly gives her whiplash to the speed at which he grabs her. Oh, yeah. Do you have any trivia? I've got trivia. I, I'm always coming to the table with some trivia. Uh, as am I. As don't am ever I. expect that I don't have pockets full of trivia. It's brimming. Right, let's go. Give us some trivia. <clears throat> that's a clear your throat, you know. I'm going to cut that bit from the thing <clears throat> you're so gonna cut this one as well don't mention it because then i'll have to cut that bit and i have to I just continuously cut big cuts toe. going on here 
It made uh, box office made around 159 million, which is pretty good. 14 million open weekend on a budget of. Around, it's said to be around 77 million after okay. reshoots and shit, which is uh, successful enough. Maybe for the time. Put in marketing and shit. It's gonna balloon it a little bit, so they definitely made a little bit of money at least. Sylvester Stallone described the cryogenic freezing scene as probably the worst five hours I've ever had on a movie set. I was terrified. <laughs> he thought he was going to die and drown in that goo, that goo they were pouring on top of him. Oh, yeah, that was gross. Hit me. You, you throw some trivia. Come on. So uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme and Steven Seagal were offered the lead roles. Both cunts. Both turned them down because they didn't want to play the villain. Oh, they were for a phoenix? Yeah. Okay. Wesley Snipes hated his haircut. Yeah, I had that. He shaved it off as soon as he finished. Yeah. But he has the same kind of hair and blade, but it's just black. Yeah, it's not dyed this time. Yeah. I've got a bit here about Sylvester Sloan talking about the three seashells, bringing it back to that hot oh, yeah. topic. He stated in interviews that the idea behind the three seashells was that two were used like chopsticks or to clamp together to pull waste out of the body, and the third was used to scrape what was left over. No explanation was made about how they were to be cleaned or sanitized. See, what kind of yeah. disgusting system is that? This is even like a bidet, you know? Like, surely this that society would have evolved to the bidets. I'm not that shit. Did you know that, uh, bringing it back to the franchise wars. Oh, yeah. Taco Bell was obviously less popular outside of the US. Well, yeah, it's only in the US. Exactly. So the European v- version was redubbed to replace all Taco Bell references with Pizza Hut. I fucking love Pizza Hut. Yeah. Pizza Hut is good pizza. Pizza Hut's not a thing anymore. So. It is. There's one in Dublin. I don't think so. There is. You yeah, go it past says it on the Pizza bus. Hut, but come on. There used to be one in Navin. I used to love Pizza Hut. There used to be one in Navin. My favourite pizza. Domino's, it, Domino's, Domino's is, is terrible. Shy. Anyone who says they like Domino's... Stop talking to them. Yeah, it's not good. You can't trust them. You can't trust anything else they'll ever say to you. If they say that like, they prefer Domino's is their preferred pizza, get the fuck away from them. Yeah, it's not. It's not good pizza. But then where is good pizza? Four stars, all right. It's fine. Best pizza, though, comes from the heart. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what this movie was called in Kuwait? In Kuwait? Yeah. What did you call it? Kuwait. 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 <laughs> I'm not called? very articulate today. <laughs> what was it called in Kuwait? In Kuwait. Rambo the Destroyer. Are you serious? Yeah. In the, the hope fuck? of banking off Stallone's enduringly popular action hero. Do you want to continue a, a continual trivia thread that we start in episode two? Trivia every day, every No, episode. no, this is a special branch of special trivia every day, every hour. This is a Jack Black trivia. <laughs> He's in this movie. As well. <laughs> Jack Black had an early role as one of the Wasteland scraps. <laughs> He's in this movie as well. He's popping up He's in War World and this film. Yeah. As like a little side character. Uh-huh. He's in The Shining as well. <laughs> <laughs> he plays the kid. He's versatile. <laughs> I really hope next week's film has a joke like Fingers <laughs> fucking crossed. Uh, the sex simulator was designed to look elegant, sleek, fashionable. Like something you'd store in a jewellery box. Did you get that vibe off of it? No. Me neither. Look like, <laughs> did you ever see that Star Wars character Lobot? No. Look him up. Look up Lobot. Oh, look. Lobob. Lobot. Oh, Lobot. Disrespect his name like that. That's it. Tap away in your <laughs> you fucking keyboard. You can that, Sounds like a goddamn earthquake through the mic. Oh, yeah, I see it. I see him here. Yeah. Big fucking things in his ears. It's like that, but on the front of the face. Oh, yeah. What a fucking dumb design while we're just on Lobot. Look at that idiot. Yeah, it looks stupid. <laughs> That's the end of my trivia. Overall, out of how many... How many thumbs up would you give? <laughs> no, I'm trying to think of something to tie back into the movie. How many um, seashells would you give it? <laughs> yeah! Three out of three. Three seashells. <laughs> it was good. I really liked it. Yeah? Yeah, uh, so did I. I, I don't mean, think I'll ever watch it again, though. No. I was surprised. Like, very surprised. The only way... I'm never going to voluntarily watch it. I'll, if it's on TV, like Virgin Media or something, I'll, I'll flick it on. If it's it on, is one of those Virgin Media movies. It is, yeah, definitely. TV3 kind of movie. Mm-hmm. Our next topic, then was the movie The Shining. This movie is one of my favourite films ever. It, it is, is a classic. Incredible. I mean, Kubrick. Horror. Kubrick is a... Is, is, he's an auteur. He's, Kubrick's an auteur. Which, Christopher Nolan. That's which in say. layman's terms means he's a bit of a cunt, isn't he? A bit is an understatement. He's a cunt. He's a complete cunt. <laughs> yeah. 
that's what it means to be a filmmaking auteur in Hollywood. Yeah. You don't really see many like him anymore. Though. You don't really see them, them abusing their actors. Tarantino, a little bit. A little bit. But, like, this guy fucking drove oh, yeah, Shelley I Duvall mean... insane. <laughs> yeah. He was taking hundreds and hundreds of takes, which I guess Fincher well, in doing does as that, well. In driving her insane, which I... I think you're referring to the the staircase scene, yeah, where he took 127 takes. It's too many, man. Uh, in doing that, he made it into the Guinness World Records. Fuck me. You know, so but you, that wasn't his goal. Movies. What a dickhead. Of course, it wasn't his goal. His goal was just one of my favorite little tormentor. tidbits about Kubrick is what's the guy's name who played the main fellow in Clockwork Orange? Something Malcolm. Oh yeah, you you told me the story, yeah. Malcolm. Something. He got on really well with uh, Kubrick on the on the set of that. They he he thought they were friends, like they'd hang out between takes and shit. And uh, after the movie was done filming, he, he didn't even fight him over to his house. Like, I can't remember stuff, exactly right? what happened, but he thought he'd stay in contact with him as like a mate. And Kubrick never spoke to him again. <laughs> Just never spoke to him again. Yeah. Which he was quite insulted with. Which, as you would be. very insulted. You think you've made a friend. Uh, it's just, just a job you. for him. It's just a job. I guess so. Wow. Anyway. I was just talk about the, the start of that movie. Uh, the iconic aerial opening yeah. scene, which is Are you going to talk about beautiful. how it's used in Blade Runner as well? The same scene? Yeah. No. The same? Oh, okay. He wasn't there for that, uh, Kubrick. He, he wasn't in the helicopter? He, you're telling me he, he was wasn't in, flying the helicopter? It is on, he's got his driver's pilot's license. So that, no, he no, he doesn't. <laughs> he wasn't there for any of the shots that right side of the UK. Okay. Because he was old and he didn't want to leave. There weren't many though, were there? Just that one and the first shot of the Overlook Hotel. Yeah. So aerial footage used in the beginning of the movie was also used in Blade Runner at the end because one oh. of, one of the cuts of Blade Runner because the test audience didn't like the ending of the original ending of a uh, of Blade Runner they wanted a happy ending so R- Scott really Scott rang up Kubrick and was like these cunts want a fucking happy ending what the fuck and he's like I've got seventeen hours worth of aerial shots you can use you can scrub through use whatever you want so they used the same footage oh i didn't i didn't realize at that, the end actually. of that which is the beginning of this which i thought was very interesting that is actually yeah filmmaker buddies doing filmmaker bro things i bet though kubrick would have stabbed him in the back if he had the chance 100 100 percent. he said don't you fucking touch anything i've used Damn right. or i'll kill you and then uh, that's when ridley scott went downhill after blade runner yeah true. excuse me gladiator <laughs> russell crowe the greatest actor that's ever lived okay and i do like the martian that's <laughs> such a Okay. Good movie. It's got a lot wow. better films uh, within that period. Anyway, the story of The Shining is a family go to a hotel with Jack being the 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 patriarch, the dad, the father figure. He's he is tasked with cleaning and ma- and looking after the hotel, which at no point do you see him ever fucking do. You see Shelley Duvall do it. Yeah, you see her do it. He never does it. So they go to this hotel. He's busy writing his book. He's tapping away Stop like i am here <laughs> he goes they go to the hotel to look after during the off season and then things get spooky the hotel it gets spooky spooky things happen scary hotel yes. there's an elevator full of blood yeah such a good scene one of my favorites it's incredible uh there's twins scary spooky girl twins yeah there's a man in a bear costume giving a guy a blowjob <laughs> yeah. um let's talk about the bathroom scene it's, hey, let's not jump straight to the bathroom scene, man. What are the horrors? Don't there? blow your load so fucking quickly. That the happens skeletons. Like half an hour in. I forgot about that. The skeletons. I was, I've down. seen this movie like six or seven times, and I've completely forgot that those skeletons are just hanging out. <laughs> the cobwebs. I want to talk about bringing it right back, rewinding it to the beginning. The the title cards that are popping up. They look like they're on. And fucking Microsoft, like, <laughs> yeah. like an old Word document. Yeah. <laughs> so out of place they really don't suit it bright baby blue out of nowhere the shining (laughs) and then it scrolls up like some star swipe shit because when i was when i saw that movie the second time which was in 2019 i got to see it in the cinema again oh so cool i remember seeing that opening sequence like what the fuck is this yeah it's so i completely forgot about it i was like what what is this is this meant to be here (laughs) the opening score is so good the, the synthesizer it's incredible yeah it really sets the scene i oh. love the opening uh, credits of this movie so much you're just a little car driving through the mountains it really like showcases how isolated this place is he's a little bug it's so good beetle i fucking love it um yeah of course this movie is it's a classic so i've seen it way too many times and i was like movie fact pages on instagram okay and one thing i've seen constantly is 
you know the dimension of his tie his little necktie when uh-huh. he did the interview and it looks a lot like the design of the hedge maze okay right. it's like a green crocheted kind of tie yeah so i've seen that constantly which i think is re- a really cool little uh little detail because it kind of signifies that the overlook already ha- kind of has a grip on jack yeah it's like it's oh, he's wearing it around his neck yeah so the grip okay. is already there not like uncomfortable he's wearing a tie so i thought that was really cool the fact that his tie matches the the hedge maze so like the overlook is already with him in a way kind of already constricting him that's very interesting um and there's another bit in the movie as well with the with the hedge maze where danny and wendy um that's the son and the wife are like running around in it and then he goes over to the model of it and he looks at it and he's looking down on it with the classic kubrick stare oh yeah and he sees a little little wendy and danny apparently he can actually see them like that's him actually seeing them that goes back to that's like him exhibiting he's but he's a bit of the shine as well well, that actually goes back to um, something I was looking at, which is a, a theory mm-hmm. uh, about minotaurs. Yeah, your, uh, fucking, your famous minotaur theory, huh? Yeah, the one I didn't really delve into that much. <laughs> <laughs> is that because the minotaur in Greek mythology is connected to the maze, the labyrinth. And they're thinking that mm-hmm. because Jack is connected to the maze, he can see everything that's going on in it. Yeah. It's just a, a fan theory. Uh, I read that, that the reason why he can he, he sees that is because he has he has the shine as well like the shine being the little ability mm. that Danny has mm. uh, he has it as well and that's and Dick, why Dick has it as well yeah Big Dick has it um, that's why when he goes into room 237 he is accosted by that woman mm. and I think someone said that if Wendy was to go in there then she wouldn't see anything but because Jack and Danny have like the shine they get like physically attacked and interact with the hotel oh, alright okay yeah I don't know if that's, that's true. I've read the book of this as well years ago, but I don't remember any of it because I read it like maybe 10 years ago or something, a very long time ago. What else did I love about this movie? Did you like the fact that um, Jack was reading a Playboy magazine in the lobby? Was he? Yeah. Didn't see that. Yeah. Wow. Does not give a fuck about his surroundings. No. First of all, Jack, Jack Nicholson is incredible in this film oh yeah amazing. he is so fucking good they're all really good they're all really yeah. good the kid who plays danny he's also named danny great uh shadi duval gives an incredible performance because she wasn't performing that's just how she was living in yeah. absolute fucking fear and things they've done to her it's just unreal Made for good a, cinema though apparently there's a website where you can contribute to her well-being I don't know what that is. I don't know if that's real. I was told How about How old is she now? She must be, I don't Can you still contribute to her well-being? I, apparently, I read somewhere that Kubrick hired her because the famously about this movie, the whole mm. little spat he had with King, Stephen King, the original author, where King sent over a, King sent over a story treatment of this movie. And Kubrick was like, fucking throw that in the bin. I'm not reading that. Don't care about that. It's because it, he's, he's like, this, it may be his original story, but this is my, this is my vehicle now. I'm taking over. So he didn't bother reading King's treatment, and King took that as like a, as a personal insult, as you would. Yeah, of you course. Know, it's his fucking novel, um, and apparently I read somewhere that Kubrick hired Shelley Duvall because she is so f- massively different to the Wendy in the books. The Wendy in the books, from memory, and I haven't read this in a very long time, but from memory, the Wendy in the books is described as this gorgeous, blonde, really just really pretty woman. And of course, Shelley Duvall is a very distinct look, which doesn't fit that description at all. She's got dark hair, for yes, one. of course. Um, and she's just very odd looking. I, she's not ugly. Hey. I'm not saying that. You better watch your words, She's just pal. very distinctly unique looking. And she doesn't fit the description of the Wendy in the books at all. So when I was reading the book, I pictured Wendy as, you know, the actress January Jones, the one who plays Don Draper's wife in a... Yeah. That's who I envisioned Wendy to look like. Because that's how she's described, I think. Okay. <laughs> Again, yeah. I don't remember properly. But I think that may have been part of the reason why Kubrick brought in Duval Because she's so far from the book, Wendy. And he just fucking hates King. Are you sure about this theory? No. Okay. It's not a theory. It's just my what I'm talking about. This is from very vague memory of reading the book a very, very, very long time ago. That's what I think anyway. She's good though. She's, she's incredible in the role. Oh, yeah. Um, she didn't really well, I think uh, I think realism probably helped with that. Oh yeah, of course, she's terrified all the time. I'm gonna Dick sayings here, as Dick says, you gotta keep regular if you want to keep happy. Oh, that's a good saying. Yeah. I live by those words. My mantra. He worked with uh, Nicholson on the one that flew over the cuckoo's nest. Nicholson was the one that got him the job, 
He, I like that movie. I've never seen it. He put his... <laughs> I've never seen it. He put a word into Kubrick to get him on board, and he hired him. And I think I remember reading somewhere that he didn't really know what was going on or really care much for it at the time. But then afterwards, he's looking back and in retrospect, he's like, yeah, had a great time there. Working with some great people. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like his character as well. He's he's, he, he's really um he's really sincere. He, like, he seems to really radiate like a warm kind of energy towards... Danny and Wendy in that scene where he's walking around the hotel. Do you like those nude images he has in his room of naked hey, women it's with art. afros? It's art. It's Afro art. Afro art. He doesn't die in the books either. He actually survives. Uh, I think again that maybe Kubrick kind of taking a little spat at King there, being like "fuck you, I'm going to kill him," because he's there's a real big rivalry. So yeah. much so that Stephen King made his own version of The Shining, like a TV movie kind of miniseries or whatever, and he directed it himself. I, was, I told you about this the other day where he uh, <laughs> he like put it in a contract or something that, not maybe not a contract, but he made it like a, a thing where you weren't allowed to draw comparisons to this movie, his version and Kubrick's one, like on set or anything. Or I, I don't know to what extent he enforced that, but he was he just really fucking hated <laughs> the one that Kubrick made, probably because it's better than the book. Well, yeah. I mean, you haven't read the book, have you? No, but... There's a reason for that, isn't it? Because it's not good. Yeah, it is really good. It's just very, it's really different. They're two kind, of, they're two different beasts. I prefer the movie a lot more. I love the way Jack talks about his son. I love that little son of a bitch. Yeah, and he it's... refers to his wife as a sperm bank yeah. at one point. It's real gratuitous shit in this movie. Like out of nowhere, there's just some real hard racism when they're talking in the toilet. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That took me out. Of, that came yeah. out of nowhere. What's this Indian? It's mentioned three times a certain word. Yeah. yeah. What's this Indian burial ground shit? Remember you were going on about it? I didn't look into it at all. Because I, I knew you were going to come to the table. Well, you see fully all locked the, and loaded. You see all the Native American art that's present throughout yeah. in the hotel. Mm-hmm. Now, in the documentary I watched, Room 237, it goes into it. Award winning, I may add. It's award winning. Is it really? Yep. Wow, it doesn't seem like it. It seems <laughs> like it was put together by idiots. I haven't seen it in a very, very long time. So. Um, they mentioned that the movie is about uh, the massacre of the native americans mm-hmm. because he does mention one time to lloyd at the bar that he's like oh you're the best bartender from timbuktu to portland oregon yeah and apparently um a lot of europeans arrived uh, to america to what is now portland oregon uh-huh. and that's where they first started massacring the native americans there's also those things of the the native american art uh the original hotel that it was based off was apparently built on a native american burial ground and uh, there's a a tin of baking powder called yeah. Calumet, which has a Native American yeah. on it. And uh, there's scenes where part of the head is turned away uh-huh. as Jack starts to lose his, his psyche. This movie is way too overanalyzed. I was going to look oh, into some, yeah. some fan theories myself. And then I start myself thinking, why? Fucking stop. Like, it's, it's, it's too much. Way, way here, too actually, much. Another fan theory. The number 42 appears often in the film, right? Yeah. Uh, referring to the Holocaust, which happened in 1942. And the fact that the typewriter Jack uses is a German typewriter. Uh-huh. Okay, bear with me now. And the Germans carried out the genocide of the Jewish people in a very mechanical way. Okay. The typewriter is also called Adler, uh-huh. which is German for eagle. Okay. Which is a symbol used by the Nazis. Oh my what do you think of that? God. Huh? It, all, it all ties together, doesn't it? it yeah. I know of a vague a vague theory about this is that Danny's wearing a little Apollo eleven jumper. Oh yeah. Um and apparently Kubrick directed the faked moon landing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It all makes sense, doesn't it? I anyway, know, this, I don't want to talk about any these stupid fucking fan theories or whatever. Because they're ridiculous. There's too much of them. I read it in that because I, I've I've got like a little little a big book of Kubrick's movies. I bought it a while ago. Apparently a couple of people from the production crew traveled around to a number of hotels to cherry pick some elements and like add towards the overall look of the overlook because Kubrick didn't, he didn't want it to look like the typical spooky, scary hotel. He wanted it to have a defined look. He wanted the overlook hotel to be a presence and a character within itself, which I think he nailed because I love the design of that hotel. I love the tracking shots of, uh, based on the Stanley, is it the Stanley hotel? I have no idea. I love the whole design of the, ho- the hotel, the carpets, like the design of all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's so cool. And he really nails it, making the hotel a character in itself. Because the big 
tracking shots of them when they're walking through and it really puts into perspective how fucking big that hotel is and it really makes you think wow they're, they're, they're being swallowed by the hotel because it's just they're so small within the rooms they're in they're tiny yeah i think it's fantastic who who is tony is he a separate entity from danny doesn't he live in the back of or is, is that is tony danny's shine and uh danny and Danny says he's a, an imaginary friend to he cope with it. To talk. But yeah. is that his like inner ability? And he's like, I don't understand this, so I'm just gonna say it's an imaginary friend. But it's it's him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Thought that was weird. Do they don't explain that in Doctor Sleep? Do they? They might. I don't remember. No, neither do I. I'm gonna watch that movie again soon, though. It is a good film. Danny's watching TV at one point in the Overlook Hotel. Mm-hmm. Watching the Roadrunner. Yeah. Uh, there's no cord attached to the TV. <laughs> Nothing slips by you, does it, huh? Mm. Eagle Eye Jack over here. <laughs> Riding around on that f- a fucking three-wheel, that oh, tricycle. The big wheel. It looks like the most fun ever. <sighs> I'd drop everything right now if someone rang at your door and said, here, I'll give me a three-wheel. So Did you have a big wheel? Probably. I didn't have a big wheel, no. Did you not? No. You're missing out on a crucial My parents didn't childhood. love me enough to give me a big wheel. I got a big wheel for That's Christmas That's not true. Once. They loved me a lot. And uh, uh, I cried because I wanted a bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> You fucking loser. Yeah. <laughs> That's really funny. How many sheets do you think were typed out that read all oh, working? I was thinking about that. That's at least I uh, reckon it was five hundred. Yeah, I was gonna say around five to six hundred. Yeah. Holy fuck. Could you imagine writing the same sentence out? But then pay like like a book, like page yeah. like paragraphs and stuff. Oh my god. Insane. Fuck me. So yeah, Jack fell in love immediately with the with the hotel when they arrived and Wendy was incredible. like at first very scared of it. He felt like he'd been there before. Because oh, yeah. he, he had. He'd always been there. He's always He's been never there. Left. What is that? What is that? I don't know. I think it's Kubrick trying to let the audience go away with something to really think about. Maybe. He does have a lot of his films. Yeah. Have you seen two thousand and one? I haven't. I've seen it like two or three times. It's pretty good. It's very boring in parts though. <laughs> the very dramatic and abrupt fucking smash cuts to the days of the week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is really, really intense. Boom, Tuesday. Is it, is it Thursday where it's just his face <laughs> and he's <laughs> looking out the window at them, having <laughs> that classic Kubrick look that he does? Yeah, the you Kubrick's know, there. What he does in um, Full Metal Jacket. Yeah. And Clockwork Orange. Yeah. yeah. It's good. It's classic. It's a good bit. We learned that Jack had a bit of a drinking problem. Yeah, he fucking dislocated his son's shoulder. Yeah. Which I've personally endured four times. I've had my shoulder dislocated four times. Yeah. It's no walk in the park. It's fucking excruciatingly painful. I can't imagine what it'd be like for a, a four-year-old to go through that kind of pain. Yeah. Fucking hell. He just rips it right out of his socket. I feel like this is my thing now, so I'm just going to keep going with it. Jack Black trivia. Yeah, product placement. Oh, product placement. That is your running thing. It you, is. You love it? mentioning it. I do, though. It's an easy little thing there's to a lot catch. of Heinz isn't there a load of Heinz tins of ketchup which I find odd yeah Oreos he's snacking on Oreos at one point Kellogg's yeah Calumet 7-Up Jack Daniels Maxwell House Marlboro um, and one of our favourites what Ritz <laughs> Ritz crackers <laughs> they're good yeah I have here the classic Kubrick there can't, can't yeah. not mention that also Jack seems like he just fucking hates his wife it seems like he just hates her yeah, when she comes down and he's writing, he's yeah. like, oh, I heard it's going to snow tomorrow. He's like, what do you want me to do Pizza about it? He tells her to fuck off. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here, I'm writing. What are you writing, man? Nothing. He's got writer's block. I don't know if that was if that was Kubrick being like, yeah, be mean to her. Tell her to fuck off. Yeah, do yeah, that. maybe. What a piece of shit. Also, can we just touch on Dr. Sleep? Yeah. Because... The guy they got to play Jack Nicholson and Shelley Duvall mm. in that film are amazingly close. Uh, not so much the Jack Nicholson one. I don't remember that. I being... think you. I do. I remember you being like, "Wow, that yeah. is so good." But like when in just a look of him, yeah. But like when he starts to talk and stuff. Yeah, like, but yeah. obviously you're not going to get everything. Could, yeah, I suppose. Shelley Duvall, the woman they got to play her. Yeah, looks, I never. I think she looks very attractive. The one that's in Doctor Sleep. I should... <laughs> um okay <laughs> thanks for mentioning that one thing i do want to discuss though is have you seen stanley kubrick's face airbrushed into the clouds at the start no so apparently his face his full face 
is airbrushed into the clouds at that opening scene. And uh, I'm just going to show you a picture of it. Because I didn't know it was real, but it actually is. Is this real? Yeah. <laughs> he looks... <laughs> he looks like Super Mario. It's... Why did he do that? <laughs> he looks like some fucking... Like... You can just horrible. really see his mustache. He looks like God. <laughs> That's so weird. Yeah. Because that was one of the things I watched the documentary. And they didn't really explain it or look at it. So, But I found it. Did you just want to mention Doctor Sleep to talk about how attracted you are to the woman who plays? No, I just wanted to Wendy. say they've done a really good job uh, getting the characters right, and even Danny looks yeah quite similar. I haven't read that book, but I really like the film, and I really love the fact that they call back to the Overlook like that. Even like the the score they put in from the first movie when he goes back to the Overlook, it's so good. I need to watch that film again. It's so good. I didn't. I think it stands up to the to the original. It's just a little rung below. To mm. me. I think it's an incredible film. I got Ewan McGregor, so yeah, I can't go wrong with Ewan McGregor. Mm-mm. Oh, another thing I want to mention. This isn't really irrelevant to the plot. When she's, what the fuck is the deal with people talking on a radio and then they always go over at the end of their sentence? Why is that? I imagine. I I get it. It makes sense, but it's stupid. Just stop talking, and then that that be it. Yeah, you don't do it on a telephone. Yeah, but a radio is more official. Like I mean. What do you mean it's more official? It's more official than ringing your mum on a fucking phone. It's not more official. People on the ham radios and truckers talk all the time. That's not official. It's over and out. Just say goodbye, man. You've been listening to a convoy or anything? No, I'm just thinking it's weird. I just don't understand it. It's dumb. Over. There's going to be a snowstorm. Over. How about, hey, there's going to be a snowstorm. Because that's pretty fucking definite that you just ended your sentence there. Roger, Roger. It's stupid. I, just, I, I think it's really dumb. There's a lot of moments in this movie that I thought, that's stupid. That was one of them. Yeah. Another one was, Dick. Dick's character could have just said to Danny, hey, don't go into room 237. He did. He said, don't go it, in. No, he, he, said, he didn't explain to him what was in there. He's like, just uh-huh. don't worry about it. He could have just said, there's some bad shit in that room, man. Don't go near it. There's some bad shit. That would have... Uh, fine, yeah, okay, I'll avoid it. What is up with Shelley Devolved or Wendy Torrance trying to climb out of a window that's clearly way too small for her? Her Smash, son could barely fit out of it. Smash the window, you know? Also, that knife she's carrying is too big. It's too big. It's comically large. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I've always said this. I've always said this in movies and TV shows. When they think there's an intruder in the house, they grab the biggest fucking knife. You grab the smaller ones. You're quicker. You go for multiple stabs with the smaller one. You know, instead of the big one, you stab him with the big one. The knife's in their body. You know, with the smaller one, you can just go for multiple puncture wounds. That's my tactic. Okay. And I know for a fact it'll be effective. It's too big. The knife is just too big. How do you know for a fact? Let's not talk about it. This your your uh, your past creeping back in. <laughs> No. I hate the bit where he keeps going, red rum, red rum. Yeah, it gets really red annoying rum. after the second red rum. Mm. Awful. His little finger, red rum. I think that's a pretty impression. Red rum. Red rum. <laughs> there's, there's also the question of whether what's happening is happening or whether it's like happening in, in their heads, you know? Mm. But in like some aspects, like where he's talking to Lloyd at first at the bar, you're like, is this real? Yeah, I, I I wrote down here what I think it is is the hotel is gradually starting to show its like true face to Jack as he slowly like slips out of sanity, like because he's walking down the hall and he sees all the balloons and he goes into the hall and at first it was just the bartender and that's when he was kind of first starting to lose the plot yeah and then when he's fully lost the plot it's filled with people yeah and I think that those people are always there. They're always there, but no, they just can't see them because they're remaining. They choose to be remain hidden from everyone else. But now that they've kind of accepted Jack into their fold, they're like, yeah, show them what the hotel's actually like, which I think is pretty cool. And that's what it's happening. Because it first starts when he takes a drink, you know, and he falls back into his own violent ways. And then the hotel opens itself up to even Wendy and Danny, showing them like the horrific stuff that's going on because they want them to, you know, die. Yeah. We it's never... also called the Gold Room, isn't it? Yeah. Whenever... Referring to the Colorado Gold Rush. Is it? Yeah. Cool. Whenever uh, It's never explained fully in this movie what the Overlook's uh, goal is, like why it wants to kill them. I think it's just, just evil. Yeah. In the book, the Overlook Hotel explodes, the boiler. It's like a running thing with a boiler that it overheats and you need to keep checking the boiler. 
and then at the end of it it goes up and it takes a hotel with it alright so okay. he obviously didn't do in this movie all work no play makes Jack a dull boy written down 500 sheets of paper I like the little spelling errors they have in some of the lines as well yeah. I thought that was that was kind of add a bit of authenticity um, you can still see the stains in Jack's jacket when he because the, the butler spills mm-hmm. some stuff in him and then the next scene you can still see those stains which I guess kind of confirms that it actually did happen. Oh, it did? Oh, okay. Yeah. That's interesting. I'd say Shelley Duvall's performance is really hard to watch at times because, like, knowing the story behind it, she actually did get fully mentally abused. And yeah. This movie's awful. Axeman Jack! <laughs> That's a big axe he has. Chrome finish. There's a bit where he's chopping down the first door and it cuts back to Wendy and Danny in the bathroom and then it cuts back to him and they've clearly changed the door because at first there's, like, three or four clumps taken out of it and then they cut back and then he's back to just swinging it for the first time because he, he cut through those doors too quickly oh really yeah because he he was a volunteer fireman so he's used to cutting oh, right. doors with a wood axe so he went through them way too quickly i think he went through like seven or eight doors wow so that that was like a big issue so they, that's why they had to keep like kind of changing them out if we had um and i don't know if anyone who listens has watched luther oh yeah he just tears down the <laughs> door with his bare hands Idris Elba just tearing down a door with his bare hands is amazing. It's so good. Such a good scene. Uh, there's that classic line, you know, here's Johnny, mm. which... Um, Improvised, yeah. apparently. Yeah, which is quite interesting. Because of the Johnny Carson, the talk show host, and that was his introduction whenever he was coming to his show. Oh, really? Like, here's Johnny, and then he'd walk out. And like, it's me, Johnny. It's me, I'm Johnny Carson. Let's do my talk show. It's an actual clip I played there that wasn't my voice. Wow. I... I Put it a clip in. <laughs> True story. Man in bear suit blowing that over dude. Do you want to hear a really strange story about that? Which isn't relevant to the movie in any way. Yeah, go but on. But listen to this. It was a while back where I watched that movie. Like, this is months ago. I watched the movie again. And I was like, oh, man, I fucking love this film. I love this movie. This is a good movie. One of my favorites. Don't even know that. But I decided to change my Instagram profile picture to the little bear man. I remember that. Yeah. The bear face. And I had it for a couple of weeks. And I'm like, oh, I'll change it out now. Put like my, my own face back up there. And then Cole Sprouse. You know Cole Sprouse? I do. Oh, Cody yeah, from Zach and you. Cody. Cole Sprouse changed his Instagram profile picture to the exact same bear picture I had up after I changed it. Like a week later, he changed it to that. I was thinking, what you, the fuck is this? You didn't stop talking about this it's for such a fucking weird, months. It's such a weird coincidence. It's just a coincidence. It's though. so That's weird, it. though. It's so weird. You were at home with fucking red string and your <laughs> wall just filled with conspiracy theories linking them together yeah and i think it was justified in that because that's so odd similar uh, great minds similar tastes i should have been zacking up in that show <laughs> so that's my weird bear man story i just thought that's very odd it's so odd though isn't it no no really. what are the chances it's a very popular film shut the fuck up <laughs> Do you not think so? You think you're the only one that watched it? Very niche, is it? Yeah, man. You're talking to film bro over here. <laughs> Don't ever refer to me ever as that title. But you are. You've got. I'll like, kill you and me afterwards. I swear to God. This is a poster. It's a got a Joker poster. Got a Pulp Fiction poster. Stop airing all my frames. Stop airing my dirty laundry, please. All up on your wall. You love it. I've written in my notes multiple times how much I love the the scene with the elevator filled with blood. I've got it down like six times. Why? It's so cool. It is pretty cool. Yeah. So how do they do it? I don't know. It's mad. Don't need to bring Kubrick up now. He's dead. I know. <laughs> I've got a little intro thing. No way. This is trivia time, is no, it? No, it's not even regarded to this. Trivia o'clock. It's better than an actor. TikTok trivia o'clock. This day four years ago, I met Hugo Weaving. You didn't meet Hugo Weaving. I did. You fucking didn't. You well, admitted you to know? me. You never admitted, admitted to me that no. you didn't do it. No. For some reason, some dickhead running a record store met Hugo Weaving and he tagged you in it for some reason. Because I was there. You weren't there. I You're a liar. Him. I met him. You're a fucking liar. And no. I'm sick of playing this goddamn game with you. It's been I met him. Four years. I was there. That's why I'm tagged in the picture. <sighs> you didn't meet him. Why did you bring that up? He's not even in this movie. Because it's four years ago to this day that I met Fuck him. Fuck off. What else, whatever interesting tidbits. Do you have a trivia about this? Because I don't have any trivia about this. No, my trivia was these stupid little uh, theories that people have. It's a shame. Do you have any thri- trivia? I have no trivia. You read a book about Stanley <laughs> Kubrick and you have no trivia. It was only a chapter. It was only like 40 pages. Okay, let me let me go to my mind palace. He really hated Stephen King. <laughs> He's already said that. He hated him so much. 
Uh, he good too, right as well. Have you seen what that guy looks like? He looks he looks so Stephen King odd. looks horrible. I bet it was all that coke he done in the nineties. Imagine doing so much coke that you you've written you write several novels and you've no memory of writing them. You're that coked out of it. What were some of the novels? I don't know. <laughs> I'll Google it. Yeah, you do that. <laughs> I think it's quite funny um, that how how distraught Jack is at the thought of leaving the Overlook Hotel. Yeah, that's probably because it has such a, a grip on him. He wrote it on cocaine. Really? Yeah. <laughs> that explains so much. That book is fucking weird. There's a, an extended period of time in that book where all those kids have a weird gangbang in the fucking sewers <laughs> after the first time they kill it. They all just go to town in Beverly. It's so gross. They're like fucking <laughs> 10 as well. <laughs> it's horrific. Second consecutive episode in a row where we've mentioned having sex with a minor. I'm going to cut this <laughs> bit out. I think you should, yeah. <laughs> can't be a running theme just can't <laughs> I don't know why I mentioned that <laughs> ignore that everyone uh, that's not going to be a running theme a running theme is Jack Black it's way cooler <laughs> it's way cooler wouldn't it be great if we pull out Scooter Rock and it just has it covered already did Jack Black like The Shining he wasn't in The Shining oh. I just want to know if he liked the movie what else do you have to say about this I loved it um, I feel very blessed to have seen it in the cinema yeah, man, that's so cool. I'd love to see this movie in the cinema. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite Kubrick movie? I uh, my favorite Kubrick movie is A Clockwork Orange. Oh yeah, you dress up as that guy for Halloween at I work. I did. It looked pretty good. My favorite is probably either this or Doctor Strange Love. Okay. That movie is so funny. It's so weird. I I really like Full Metal Jacket. Full Metal well. Jacket is great. It's such a good war movie. It really is. I like all his films. All the ones I've seen. I haven't seen a good bit. I haven't seen Spartacus. I haven't seen Delita. I haven't seen... I, I, I haven't seen a Tesla One Space Odyssey either. That one's good. I should watch. It's a bit of, bit of a little wank though. Same time. Yeah. I, lo- I love the aspect of Hal. Like the killer AI. But everything other than that. It's a bit, bit wanky. A bit wanky. That's it. That's all my uh, my notes exhausted. Yes, yeah, same as. Anything else I could say? The book is worth a read as well. It's very different to the movie. But they're both really good in their own right. It's one of the only King books I've read. You've I, read it? I gave up on that like halfway through. Right. It's fucking huge. So how many Tonys would you give this movie? How many... <laughs> how many Dick Hollerans would you give this movie uh-huh. out of 10? <laughs> I'm going to give this movie 11 Dick Hollerans out of 10. Okay, I'm going to give it roughly 100,000 murdered Native Americans. <sighs> big. That's big numbers. Not to the Americans though. That's Charles play. Yeah. Alright, do you want to dip in the bucket? Yeah, you go first. Cause it's beside you. Okay. Do you think we I'll... should also mention that uh, we have what do you call it a uh... a, a listener suggestion? Yeah, suggestion from one of our what friends. What you call it? Luke White. That, felt, that sounded so weird <laughs> in my ear. <laughs> Lucas Whitus. <laughs> he uh, suggested for us to watch a movie called Moving Target, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's an Irish film, and honestly, it looks like a well, load it's not of shit. American film. It's American. Yeah, excuse me. Yeah, release date thirtieth of May two thousand USA. Uh, but it is filmed in Galway in Ireland. Well, then it's an Irish film. No, because it was produced by Americans. Okay. So part of it. Part of it is filmed in Ireland. Okay. Yeah, so we'll be watching that as well. But we, that won't be our main topic next week. We'll just talk about that up front. Yeah. Is it on YouTube? Yeah. Yeah, it's on YouTube. Thank God. It's supposed to be quite bizarre. How long is it? it is. That sounds so insulting. Don't tell me that. I don't want to know. I'll, it's a treat. However long it is, it'll be a breeze. It's an hour and a half. Ah. All right, I'm going to dip in the bucket. Okay. Do you think I'll get one of your topics this time? Hopefully, I'll put more in there. How many more? 50. 50? What the fuck? If you don't pull out one of my topics, I'm going to be disgusted. It's There's rigged. something going on here, definitely. <laughs> wow. It's one of yours. Uh, and there's a running theme. Okay. Clockwork Orange. Is it actually? We're coming back to Kubrick next week, ladies and oh, gentlemen. Wow. If you didn't get enough for this episode, by golly, you'll be a belly full next episode. I will have a running theme on that as well. Oh, no. <laughs> but not of a minor. Thank you for spelling that out uh, to me. Choke us over the bucket. Think about the mics. Don't make too much noise. Very gingerly putting it down. I'd love to see it.
look at there. Oh, there he is. There he is. He's rustling, rustling away. He's digging in the bucket. So he is. So okay. Chap. Here we go. Topic. Topic oh, what's two. What's this gonna be? Pulled out two by mistake. Okay. Okay, it's one of mine again. Oh, thank God. What is it? And it's our first music topic. Okay. It's an album that I like. Uh huh. It's Nevermind the Bollocks by the Sex Pistols. Oh, cool. I never heard that. You mean, you mean, you mean? There you are. Oh, a bit of variety. I love to see it. It's yeah. all about movies so far. Movies and music now. Some sex Pistols going on now. Are you going to wear your Sex Pistols Doc Martens? I might. I might have to for the occasion. They hurt my feet and they're covered in blood, but hey, needs <laughs> must. This is good, isn't it? A movie and an album. These are very good topics. We love it. Do you have anything <laughs> to send us off with this time, Callum? Maybe a little poem, a little riddle. Uh, yeah, actually I do. A limerick. I, I wrote a little rhyme. Oh, I did not know that. <laughs> <laughs> Here it goes. Uh, clack, clack, clickety-clack. Old Mad Jack, Old Mad Jack bites, but the hotel bites back. Yes, very good, I know. Thank you very much. I wrote that myself. Yes. Really? Yeah. Couldn't tell. <laughs> okay, so that's it. We've got, um... Never mind the bollocks by the Sex Pistols, and we've got a Clockwork Orange to discuss for next week's episode, which will be episode four. Episode four, a fourth yeah. episode. We're going to do it next week as well. This is going to be weekly. Yeah, definitely. Um, so thank you for listening. Uh, follow us on Instagram, Twitter. No, fuck Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're going we're gonna to get Twitter sorted. I'm going to get Twitter I'm not, sorted. I don't want anything to do with that fucking stupid platform. Um, and we hope... I can't really say we hope to see you. I hate when people do Come that. back next week, yeah? Yeah. Uh, tell a friend or your mum. I bet she'd, she'd really like it. Especially the first episode, Alan Mobile. That's a mother's show. Definitely, 100%. And uh, our sole listener out in Malaysia, keep tight. Keep up the good yeah, fight out keep there. Keep on keeping on, all right? Yeah. yeah be yeah. good or be good at it. <laughs> so this is it. The natural art, uh, natural ending of the show that we definitely didn't re-record. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. <laughs>